Hannah means family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Hakuna Matata ain't no passing craze. Hello, howdy, how are you? This is your host, Jay. I'm Andrea. I'm not a pirate. I'm not. Oh, you're not? I briefly did the, how are you? Like a pirate voice. You tricked me. I so know. Ba- so hard. I, I was really confused. I know. Well, this is not a pirate show. This is indeed a Disney Plus Us podcast. A Ooh. podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, th- this is where you come to get your news. You get your uh, hot tips. You get your tricks. But we are also watching all of the Disney animated features in chronological order. We started back with Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, and we are now in the early 90s today. Jay, we are watching The Lion King. Oh my gosh. Yeah, get excited. Like, I feel there's been nothing but high praise around, there's a stigma of excellence around this story that has gone beyond the film, that has gone beyond the Broadway, that's gone beyond, like... Lion King is almost hallowed ground nowadays. It's almost like the perfect Disney movie that maybe can never be matched again. Who knows? No one has ever, like, I've never heard anybody say, ah, Lion King, meh. But honestly, I'm also going to be like, meh, I'm not that excited for this. Really? Just because I've seen Lion King so many times. But it's so Good. Maybe maybe when I hit play, it'll start over. Yeah. But there's this weird dread that I'm like, okay, we're going there, all right? Uh, it's for the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, I that's not, interesting. I'm speaking from my heart here. Yeah, that's and fair, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's almost too big. I don't know and that it's too big. And you've almost seen it big. so many yeah. times that you're like... All right. Okay. You don't feel like they're going to surprise you. You're not going to see anything new. Exactly. But it's I think been a while. You may actually enjoy it, though. I'm ex- I I guess I'm excited. I'm glad I'm conquering my fear. It's like this this skeleton in the closet that I'm like instead of pushing it away, I'm like, "No. I want to give this a, another shake just to make sure." Interesting. Well, we'll get to that. But first off, I think you've got some some big news from Disney. Hold on. I got to know. My lovely wife. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing great, Jay. Thanks for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. I have just been baking and cooking to make all sorts of Christmassy treats. Uh, we are still social distancing, but we figured we know a lot of people in town that we can drop off some delightful delicious christmas treats too and it will brighten their day and uh so i've just been baking yesterday i made fudge for the first time and it turned out pretty good yeah you woke up like what 6 a.m on a saturday i did not it was like 7 30 still first thing you do is make fudge i'm very impressed oh thank you good jay work. how are you doing oh thank you um Doing well. We're going to go do a tour de Christmas light with some friends tonight where we're going to get a bunch of cars together and then do a route uh, of around town uh, and then end at a a big like 
farmstead where they turn the side of a barn pretty much into a movie theater. It's like a light show. Yeah, and it, it's we went last year. It was pretty impressive. Uh, at least this part of the world, this part of the country, there's a lot of people decorating their houses with Christmas lights. Uh, so it's just fun to drive around and and see the sights. Make an event of it. Make an event of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Okay, so without further ado, I think it is time to... Oh, boy. All right, it is time to talk about the news. Okay, I know there was a, like, Disney put out a big announcement, and they, like, just threw a bunch of stuff out there, like new shows, uh, like new plans for Disney Plus in the future, so I know you've got a lot. Yeah, it's true. Like, you probably couldn't even open up the internet without seeing a Disney Plus headline. Let's start off with... Not the most controversial, but anytime somebody, any company brings up money, conspiracy theorist, it's headline, whatever. So let's get that out of the way. Okay. There is a price increase to $8 a month starting in March 2021. Okay. okay. That's just what it is. We expected this. They kind of went in at a low price point to get a bunch of people signed on, and then they're just going to inch it up. Exactly. Which I'm not offended by i don't think anybody should be too shocked but you know how people get outraged over then our little caesar's pizzerias here in kansas city all went bankrupt because they got sued because they're promoting five dollar pizzas when it's 5.99 yeah and so it's a money thing people just go outrage outrageous yeah outrageous go in outrage when (laughs) when this kind of thing happens but do you think people will be like oh a dollar increase, I'm leaving. A select few. Okay. You know, there's always the radical uh, well, and, percentage. Well, and some people, that, that dollar increase every month, maybe that makes a difference. Yeah, they so, sure could. Absolutely yeah. sure could. Okay, well, anyway, here's, here's probably why there's a big increase. Okay. Because they released, good night, like 50 or 60 new titles new updates okay but but before i kick all that released them or they said they're gonna release this is a trailer they're they're not officially live on okay on the show on the stream but uh, what am i doing here if i could go be watching 60 new things we have a responsibility (laughs) so here's a sizzle trailer you'd better be ready they'll never see it coming so what's our plan? And so much more. What is? You're ready for this, Mr. Benedict. I'm Mr. Benedict. <laughs> Quite an impressive display. Glorious. Nice. 
That was exciting. I, that they, was probably more exciting for us because all our listeners heard was some music. I know. For <laughs> us, it was very exciting for you guys. It was like, okay, that's a sweet tune. But what we saw were clips. Just I would. It's hard to say how many clips, but we got the Mandalorian. We got the Loki series, Loki's WandaVision. But then they did this like blast. Like every like frame was a different title and you you could only barely read before it was on to the next one yeah. and there's some exciting things coming up mighty based on what i saw ducks this series i saw that yeah 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 loki there's the new um obi-wan mm-hmm. live action pinocchio with tom hanks as geppetto i don't know how i feel about that oh come on everybody loves tom everybody hanks. loves tom hanks you're right um, but okay, so so let's go to my list. I'm not going to say it all because it's a lot, and you guys can look it up. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go over some uh, fun things. Okay. So there's going to be a car series uh, following Lightning McQueen and Mater. Uh, there's going to be Win or Lose, and this is Pixar's first original long form animated series. Luca is all this is all Pixar news. Mm-hmm. Luca is a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca, and that will actually hit theaters in June. Okay. Lightyear okay. is an original <gasps> story of Buzz Lightyear, who will be voiced by Chris Evans. I saw this in the news and I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's animated or it's Pixar animated. Yeah, Pixar animated. Uh but Chris Evans is doing the voice, not uh, Tim Allen. Correct. Okay. So but like a young Buzz Lightyear. You know Tim Allen's going to be in here somehow, some way. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I hope so. Yes. Let's see. <laughs> this is a random one. Turning Red. And it's about a 13-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda. Yes. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> when she gets excited... <laughs> It, and it's in development. Oh, my gosh. We'll see what happens there. You know you're going to be watching that one with me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Disney animation. This is Disney animation, not Pixar. Uh, that's Ray, We have Raya and the Last Dragon. Baymax, a series <gasps> based on Big Hero 6. I love Baymax. Zootopia Plus, a new series based in Zootopia. Sweet. Are you satisfied with your care? <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that. That was little, good. Little, 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 little. <laughs> uh, Tiana, and that's ba- Tiana. Tiana, best based on Princess and the Frog, which I haven't seen. Princess and the Frog. She's the main character, the princess. Okay, and she's kind of awesome. So I would be excited for that that series. Series. Okay. Yeah. And that's in 2023. So we have a ways to go oh, on that. Okay. Uh, long form. Musical comedy series for Moana, and that's hitting in 2023. Huh. I know. And then there's Encanto, and that's a new movie set in Colombia, which the music is written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Sweet. I know. Let's see what else we got. Uh, This is the Star Wars section. Well, yeah, Star Wars section. Mm -hmm. Um. 1984 Wonder Woman 1984's yes. Patty Jenkins, the Christmas director. Christmas Day. 
Hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Yes, that's when <laughs> when Wonder you took Wonder the, Woman 1984 <laughs> Christmas Day. Get yes. excited. Yes, it is. Woo! The director of Wonder Woman 1984, Patty Jenkins, is S- <laughs> Patty Jenkins. <laughs> thank you. Is going. <laughs> you're on fire today, my wife. Uh, is going to direct the next Star Wars movie called Rogue Squadron. And I don't know if that's the next, but it's A, because of the next one mm-hmm. is um, Taki Wakiti, Watiki. And he's the guy that every, everybody's in love with this guy right now. He was. Everybody. Everybody. He was in the New Zealand funny movie about um, what we do in the shadows. Oh. Yeah, but he's a filmmaker and he's amazing. Everybody loves him. But he's been working on Mandalorian, and so he's directing. He's directing. He okay. and he also did Thor Ragnarok, okay. and everybody loved. Yeah, that. that was a good one. So yeah, and that's coming out soon, and that's currently in production. Cool. Disney Plus is getting two new Star Wars shows, both spinoffs of the Mandalorian. What Rangers <laughs> of the New Republic and. Ashoka. The three shows are planned to feature crossovers in the future, too. Oh, my gosh. Well, when something successful, beat it to death. I know. It's like now if you claim to be a Star Wars fan, you have even more stuff to watch. Um, Star Wars The Bad Batch. This actually looks really funny. It's an animated series about a bad batch of clones from the Clone Wars. <laughs> and that will debut exclusively on Disney Plus. Excellent. Um, when they say bad batch, <laughs> is something off like with their personality? Yeah, the Are programming they wasn't somehow because that sounds kind of terrible. It's really funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Lando is a new event series coming to Disney Plus. What's an event series? Not really sure, but it's called event series. Uh, hmm. There's also a droid story, a new project from Disney Plus, which will feature a new hero alongside R2 and C3PO. Excellent. More toys. But that also means like <laughs> BB-8 probably got axed. So whatever. Oh. But now we made it to my filtered end of, of the list. Okay. But I want to end on something kind of big. And this is the WandaVision trailer. Haven't we already watched this? We have, but this is a new one that is only one day old because okay. we, we still haven't quite grasped what we the haven't heck. figured out what it's actually about yet. Uh, off of two trailers, and we're still like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's a single gal like you doing rattling around this big house? Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man, a human one. One. We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. (laughs) Howdy, neighbors. Hey, bud. Who are you? I don't know. 
something's wrong here. Then let's fight for it. Well, I think we handled that well. <laughs> hmm. Okay. There's some element of like time travel or like. They go to a happy place in their brain, and it's like the 1950s sitcom. I don't know. <laughs> this is the third time we watch something out of WandaVision. <laughs> and we still have no idea. What is this? <laughs> it looks good. There's great production. There's amazing. I'm I'm actually really blown away with the audio engineering on this. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the mixing and the fun they're having with, uh, is it the Partridge? Who sings Daydream Believer? Is it the monkeys? It's not. I don't think it's the monkeys. It's Davy Davy Jones. I don't know. I I used to know this stuff. I was Mm. way into the oldies, but way into it. Really, golden oldies were my my musical. When you were growing up, yeah, fifth grade. That was all I listened to as a child. The Uh, popular music. (laughs) Ninety four nine, man. (laughs) All right. So anyway. Enough with the news. You've had your fill with the news. There's a lot of news. You did not mention the Loki series. I didn't. Yeah. There I there was an article on it. Loki has always still kind of confused me. I need to get to the bottom of it. He's a trickster. He's a bad guy, but somehow people love him. Yeah. I watched the trailer. It was awesome. For I Loki. Yeah. I won't ask you to turn it on now, but our listeners can go look it up. It looks pretty good. On, on, on the same level as like Mandalorian or? Well, it looks like a Marvel movie. Really? But it's a series. Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of into it. Like I, I think it's going to be good. So okay. having said that, I feel like I need to go back and at least watch the Thors in the Marvel series. So I kind of have all the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Now we are done with the news. Okay. All right, so the Lion King. Bye. <laughs> I knew one of us was going to do it. I just didn't know when it would show up in the show. Gotcha. It just happened. It just happened. Yeah. Okay, so Lion King, tell me, my dear sweet wife, where were you? What was your read on the Lion King before you saw it? What was the hype like? I knew next to nothing. Okay. I remember exactly where I saw this movie. My grandparents, who were big movie watchers, took us grandkids. We go spend a week with them every summer. And every summer, they usually take us to a movie. So this particular summer, they took us to the movie theater in their mall. And they were showing The Lion King. And I remember just being blown away. Like, it blew my little nine-year-old mind or however old I was, and it was awesome. So, that's my memory. I could see you, like, immediately, like, can we see this again? 
It was awesome. Yeah. That movie and The Sandlot, I remember my grandparents taking me awesome. to. Awesome. And have both good of taste. those were like fantastic. Good, they do have good taste. Good taste. Yeah. Great taste. So for me, I remember the trailer for Lion King was on the box, the VHS for Aladdin. Oh. And I'm pretty sure in 1994, all of us cousins, uh, my dad's side, we all got together and we watched Lion King, or not Lion King, Aladdin, mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving. It was just something for the kids to do well. You yeah. Know, adults Put them were, in front of the TV. Yeah. Let it raise them. Yeah. And then I, all I remember is my cousin Carrie being like, oh my gosh, that's so good. I cannot wait. Like, I... <laughs> Watching my cousin's hype for a movie was more impressive. Like, I just have that distinct memory. You remember, well, I guess I'm going to have to see yeah, this. Carrie, Carrie likes thinks it. It's really good. Wow. And then, <laughs> son of a gun. And I do remember seeing it in theaters. And I, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was on fire. 94 yeah. was. All his the girls year. thought he was so dreamy. He had the butt cut, which is. You know, the hair, <laughs> the butt cut. hair yeah, like parted. both sides kind of dangling down in front of his face, but not really. Yeah. He was dreamy. Parted right yeah. down the middle. What was the TV show he was on? Full, no, Home Improvement. Oh, he was on Home Improvement? Yes. Yeah. Yep. He was okay. one of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Girls thought he was dreamy. Yeah. So anyway, he voices Simba, baby Simba. And... I thought, wow, this movie has it all. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, it has even, like, I loved Whoopi Goldberg as. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, what are they called? Hyenas. And then uh-huh. I, I was just blown away. How can you not? Timon and Pumbaa were the best. Yeah. Nathan Lane and uh, who was Pumbaa? I don't know. So one yeah. interesting thing. Good voices. We had a kid in my seventh grade which is maybe a year or two after Lion King came out. Mm-hmm. He wanted everybody to call him Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> and did they? Yes, but for the wrong reasons. Oh, like, no. You can't self-appoint a nickname and then have <laughs> it be... Especially not for, like, a baboon. <laughs> yeah, and his name was Rafiki. Weird, weird experience. But anyway, I digress. Uh. That's my memory of it. How can you... How can you not have a memory of it? Oh, also the soundtrack was one of my first CDs. Very nice. Not one of, like the first Your CD. Your first CD I'm pretty sure. was yeah. The Lion King. Mm-hmm. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah, a heck of a soundtrack. Well, and you also went and saw the Broadway show. Yeah. How old were you when you saw the Broadway show? It was uh, 1998 going into 1999. Okay, so a couple years later. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that afterwards okay. because both Andrea and I have since seen The Lion King yes, on have. Broadway. Uh-huh. So let's do some improv. Okay. Let's spice it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my idea, which I pitched to Jay, was I remembered in the advertising leading up to this movie, they were showing the animators drawing from real animals. So you see him like bringing a lion into the studio and all the animators are trying to get the real what a lion looks like and how they move and we're like all sketching it. So I thought 
You know, that sounds like an improv scene. Jay? Yes. Who do you want to play? I'm going to be the intern. <laughs> In the improv scene? Okay. Um, I guess I'll be one of the animators. <clears throat> uh, Susan? Susan, I uh, the delivery's almost here. Oh, uh, well, excellent. Let me go get my sketch pad. And uh, this is taxidermied, right? No. Um, I, I did find the corporate credit card. I made some calls. These are live animals. When you say live, you mean like moving, walking around. Eating, pooping, yeah. Eating, pooping. Okay, intern. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What could go wrong here? I, I don't even know. Bring him in. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're shockingly okay with this. Let's do it. All right. So first up here, we have the giraffe. He's had to duck through a few hallways and we had to stuff him in an elevator. So oh, he may yeah. be a little cranky. Yeah. His his neck doesn't really fit in this space. All right. In turn. Here, where should I but put here, him? Here, I'll on. draw the bottom half of him. I got the leash right here. <laughs> Let me get through here, stubbies. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you're, 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 oh watch. He's yep. trying to kick you. Watch out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got the bottom half of him pretty good. I think I can imagine what a top half of him. No, I can pull like. his head down here real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Faster. He's got spitting. It. Okay. Intern, take him out. I'm done with uh, him. Yeah. We um, just won't have a lot of drafts in this movie. How about <laughs> okay. that? Okay. Uh, let me see if I can push him out of here. There we go. Uh, all right, next one we have this rhinosaur, I think is what they call him. It's a rhino. Rhinosaurus? It's not a rhinosaur. Rhinosaur. <laughs> Close enough. How about we don't have many of these in the movie either? Well, he's really pointy and pissed, <laughs> like the giraffe, only more powerful. You just got to watch out if they wiggle their ears, run. <laughs> well, you have oh, to be he's really wiggling. Close he's to- wiggling his ears. Ah! <laughs> Oh, well, we go through more interns that way. (laughs) And scene. Scene. Hilarious. Oh, boy. (laughs) Just a laugh a minute with us over here at the Disney Plus House podcast. Okay. That's probably exactly what happened. We could watch the official trailer. Woo! We are all connected in the great circle of life. Walt Disney Pictures presents its all-new 30-second full-length animated motion picture, The Lion King. He was born to rule. This will all be mine? Everything the light touches. But a shadow lies over the kingdom. I will be king. Run away oh no! And never return. Such drama in the kingdom. If you ever come back, we'll kill ya! Hey, kid, what's in you? I don't want to talk about it. He looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, no, no. Zing. I mean, he's depressed. Anything we can do? Not unless you can change the past. He grew up hoping to leave his old life behind. 
I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. You're the king. King? Have you got your lions crossed? You know my father? Correction. I know your father. He died a long time ago. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> He's alive. And I'll show him to you. Father? You are my son. And the one true king. You see, he lives in you. He lives you in must you. take your place in the circle of life. Simba! It's a legendary tale filled with excitement. Plus dozens of wonderful new characters. Why do I always have to save you? And featuring original music and songs by Grammy winner Elton John and Academy Award winner Tim Rice. This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents an entertainment event you'll never forget. Wow, that was wonderful. Yeah, they makes did me really job. excited to watch the movie. It, it, to me, like it even had comic relief in the trailer. And I noticed they're giving away more of the story just because I think it's a new story. Not yeah. nobody knows like people know Sleeping Beauty. They don't know the Lion King, so they must have needed to do that. Yeah, kind of tease out. Here's what you're gonna get if you come to this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Shall we? Let's watch it. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in Whoa. And we're back. Whoa. <laughs> so, Jay, before we watch this thing, you were like, I don't know, not looking forward to it. Coming out the other end, what do you think? I'm glad I watched it. Honestly, there was a lot of fun things that I had forgotten. But there was a couple of scenes where I just had to be like, I'm getting through this. At this stage mm. of my life. I want this to be over. And wow. <laughs> and it was mostly dealing with the death of Simba's dad. I didn't oh. like that part. And I'm like, huh, okay, that scene's over. Now that was a hard scene <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> and now it's a Kuna Matata time. Oh, and that's what man. I need. That's rough. That scene with Mufasa. It was just brutal. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I know. But all in all, the movie was great. There wasn't a bad song. There wasn't a bad, like, we we talked about how, what's his name, um, Alan Menken and... Howard Ashman. Howard Ashman just killed it on the previous two. Yeah. Even though they weren't involved with Lion King, they this movie was fantastic, musically. Yeah. I was... I, I Tim mean, Rice we, and Elton John. Hans Zimmer's in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, he did the score. They did the songs. Yeah, it was a home run all the way around with the music. Story was very good. It's hard to get through at some points, especially when you know it's coming. Oh, no. So, yeah. Eh. Um, but, and also I felt the infighting in scene got a little fast. Like they forced a lot there and it just seemed a little... They pushed they to the cliche. It. Yeah. 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 But other than that, loved it. Interesting. Great characters. 
So yeah. I love this. I love seeing it again. It's been a long time since I've seen it. At one point, I turned to you, Jay, and I said, I forgot how beautiful this movie is. Well, this is in 4K well, on Disney+. It Plus. wasn't even that, though. Like, there were scenes where they just they showed the savannah or, like, it starts raining or it's just, like, all these different settings, and they take the time to just... Here we are in it. Well, and I think it's also a great movie because they're animals. No matter what race or gender you are or or where you stand politically, animals are animals. You know, everybody likes a dog. Everybody likes a cat. It doesn't matter where you come from on a globe. You're going to laugh at that monkey. Like <laughs> There's something universal about it because... They they don't immediately alienate someone by being a particular type of human. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, that's an interesting point. I was also thinking the setting is almost a type of character in this movie. Oh, because you see the land change in oh. response to who is in charge at Pride Rock, and we can get into that later. But it's yeah, it's almost a character in the story. That's a very good point. So, but wow. let's get into it. Should yeah, let's dive into in case in case you're that one person that's like, "What's Lion King?" <laughs> 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 we'll tell you. Uh, here's here's how it goes. Okay, first scene, we see animals. So we start with like really the sun is coming up. You got the loud opening notes of this beautiful song singing about the circle of life. Elton John, right away. You see all these animals kind of making their way towards something. And it's a new lion cub that has been born and is being presented to all of the animals. Which this kind of had the same vibe. We had one of these presenting parties with... I'm trying to think what the Sleeping Beauty. That's right. Yeah, it kind of was. Like everyone in the village comes to see the the child of the their monarch. Exactly. And, and pay homage or something. Yeah. Huh. Just kind of a little fun fact. So beautiful song gives you chills. Gives you chills on the Broadway production, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that, too. Oh, man. Okay. So we've been introduced to all the main characters. We've got uh, Mufasa and his wife, Sarabi. They've just given birth to a new lion cub, Simba. Well, and this is also kind of interesting. Just like Sleeping Beauty, this movie uh, starts on a song. Yeah, like... And Aladdin as well. Aladdin started with the song. Uh, Beauty and the Beast kind of started with the song. Little Mermaid started with the song. And they had kind of an intro, but then, yeah, right off the bat, song. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. We, meet, we meet all kind of the main characters. Rafiki is kind of, for the animals, kind of the, I don't want to say spiritual leader, but he's kind, not too far off. He's kind of that for yeah. them. Like he's the one who does the anointing of Simba and holds him up for everybody to see. Yeah, he's uh, more in tune with nature and, and can <laughs> understand things. <laughs> yeah. So the only one missing at this ceremony 
is Scar, Scar, who was next in line to be king until this new Lion Cub was the born. Brother of Mufasa. It's Mufasa's brother. He's got a scar over his eyeball, voiced by Jeremy Irons. And he is not happy. No, he is not. To be pushed down in line of secession. Kind of in line with Sleeping Beauty, you've got the one Grumperson who is not happy that this new child has been born. Yeah, yeah. And even like Little Mermaid, it's like everyone's happy, everyone's together, except for Ursula, the sea witch. So right away, we know that Scar is, apart from everyone else, he must be the bad guy. He is polluted by power. And for some reason, and this is something that I'm going to kind of grape on. He's a lion. His minions are hyenas, which is very odd. So wherever the scar <laughs> guy lives, it's like dark and elephant graveyard and gross. And he goes around feeding the hyenas. Oh, look what I caught for you, my minions. Here's a leg of a zebra kind of thing. And they kind of go along with it because he, he feeds them. Yeah. Like, but he's definitely the beta between him and his brother Mufasa. Well, but I was going to b- bring up the point. Who's in charge here? The the hyena? Who's serving who? The, mm. the scar or the hyenas? I yeah. don't know. And that comes to a head later, but that is a key question. Yeah, dynamic. It is. Yeah. Um, so we have that scene with Scar... And Mufasa comes down and says, where were you? Why weren't you there? And Scar says, life's not fair. And and we kind of get his whole MO. Cut to Rafiki in his tree. He's drawn a little picture of Simba. Uh, and that is kind of an establishing thing throughout this movie is this picture of Simba and how it changes over time. And then we see Simba's a little older. He wakes up his dad before dawn. And Mufasa gives him the, everything the light touches will be yours. Someday you will rule this kingdom. I'm going to say, who hasn't held up their cat? (laughs) Just like Mufasa (laughs) holding up Simba and told them everything the light touches is Is yours. yours. Uh, have this you done that with our cat? <laughs> almost, almost daily. Yeah, I haven't. Good done morning, that. Marty, our cat. And I hold him up before <laughs> breakfast. Everything in this house is, is yours, yours, but behind those doors, where mommy is working, it is forbidden. You must never go there. <laughs> yep. And of course, that's exactly where he wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Simba. Never changes. I know. So we get that kind of cool talk. He gets a pouncing lesson. You kind of get the sense that Mufasa's a really good dad. He's teaching his son lessons. We get uh, introduced to a side character named Zazu, who's this parrot guy. Toucan. Toucan. There we go. Toucan? Maybe. Yeah. And he's just flapping around being kind of the stereotypical busybody corporate high up person uh very funny in his own personality yeah he's kind of the communicator of the pride like he finds out what's going on with the animals and reports back he kind of you know he's a gopher for that's right for mufasa um so 
some trouble comes up, Mufasa has to leave. So Simba goes to talk to Scar. Simba doesn't quite know how evil Scar is yet. He's like, oh, Uncle Scar, you're so crazy. And <laughs> Scar is having none of it and talking in double, you know, double meanings and saying things like, oh, you have no idea. And it will be <laughs> to die for, you know, just a little... Little things with your, like, kid. Aren't you picking up on this? Maybe English is hard for a cub. I don't know. (laughs) So Scar kind of plants the idea in his head that, oh, elephant graveyard, really cool. But you must never go there. It's too cool. You wouldn't. It's too cool. Only the brave cubs can go there. Yeah, you're just not cool enough to go there. So don't ever go. (laughs) Well, immediately he goes, picks up Nala. Um, and they head off to the elephant graveyard. Yeah. Zazu has been sent with them to babysit. So first they have to ditch Zazu. And they're pretty good at that. I forget exactly how they ditch a flying bird, but they did. They sing a song. Oh yeah. I can't wait to be king. Yeah. They get all of the animals of the water hole involved. They sing about how I just can't wait to be king. Simba's excited for it. And in the end, a a rhinoceros is sitting on Zazu. And they can escape to the elephant graveyard. Yes. The elephant graveyard. Bum, bum, bum. They had made it. And it's cool and it's scary. And they're like jumping around and pouncing on each other. And suddenly the hyenas appear. Yeah. uh, The hyenas are kind of a goof troop. Kind of a comedy side, side group here. We got... Ed. Ed. And that's played by Whoopi Goldberg. No, Ed's Cheech. the real dumb one. Right? Oh. So let me find Didn't the Whoopi voice two of them? Two of the three? Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Whoopi voiced Shenzi. Cheech voiced Banzai. And Whoopi kind of did some Ed. They're giving Jim Cummings uh, credit for Ed okay. also. Okay. Um. So, yeah, three hyenas. They originally wanted Cheech and Chong to be hyenas, but Chong dropped out or couldn't do it or something. Turning point in his career. They brought in Whoopi. Yeah. Yeah. The hyenas kind of, they straight up attack the cubs. Yeah. They They, go after. They see lunch. They see lunch. But they make a lot of comedy jokes about this. Make mine a cub sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, do you like fast food? Because yours is getting away. <laughs> you know, yeah. just silly things like that. So more capers going going on. Were you scared of the hyenas as a kid? Never. Because they were funny, right? Yeah. And they were just doing what they did. Yeah, we, I knew they were evil henchmen. Yeah. But also I knew they were comic relief. Yeah. So I went with it. Yeah. I don't think, well, Scar was kind of scary. Scar's a little scary. Yeah. But he's also kind of a weenie. I know. So. It shows you evil comes in all, (laughs) all, all outfits, I guess. Interesting. So hyenas chase him. We think it's over and suddenly we hear a roar and Mufasa has come to save the day. Ooh, don't say that word. I get chills. Ooh, say it again. Say it again. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that that's funny then scar just kind of keeps getting undermined everywhere he goes the hyenas are kind of like ah you're just scar and then mufasa's like yeah shut up you know stand down here's my kid give me my kid back and 
Yeah. There, he gets trampled on by a lot in one day. And then he starts the wheels turning. Wait a second. What if I kill Simba and, and Mufasa? Mufasa then I will be king. king. Before we get to that, though, we have a scene with Mufasa and Simba where Simba kind of gets a lecture for disobeying the big word is kind of in this the emphasis is very (laughs) there's like two sentences of you disobeyed me and you put yourself in danger oh i'll never forget you deliberately disobeyed me you deliberately disobeyed me and i think it's because my neighbor who was like still 10 when i was like nine Mm -hmm. or whatever he would use that line. Deliberately disobeyed, disobeyed me. me. He like, used that line on you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> Precocious who, kid. <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> That's hilarious. So we get a two sentence lecture, and then they start talking about the stars. Simba's like, "You're always going to be around, right?" And Mufasa kind of sighs, and he's like, "Look at the stars up there." They are all the kings of the past looking down on you. So right. no matter what, I'll always be here is the, the, the point message. he was trying to make. At this scene, I'm going to insert a quick fun fact. Yes. I know I was, I have tons of them, so, so don't many. worry. Yeah. Don't worry. But you can look up and see the Leo um, constellation, oh, which is catch. a lion. Yeah. There you go. Nice. So maybe it is the kings is of the it? past. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to Scar. Scar is mad because the hyenas didn't close the deal and kill Simba. Then we get the song, Be Prepared. This is where Andrea <laughs> leans to me and says, Jay, this is my favorite song of the movie. And at which my jaw hit the ground. I said, R- really this is the song that's your favorite of the entire movie we got going here like right after that we had some amazing like background aesthetic music there's a difference between songs and scoring even this is better than be prepared the scoring is amazing it was awesome be prepared is underappreciated Circle of Life. They even cut it out of the new like live action. They cut out Be Prepared. You're not selling me on how amazing. Why would they cut it out? <laughs> it's not really being sold here. Your argument is. Uh, you see un- Scar's brain, the wheels in his brain turning like Gaston. Since he looked at that loony old man. Yeah. So he's like, how can I be married to Belle? Scar's like, how can I be king? And throughout the course of the song, he's like, I know what I can do. I will kill Mufasa and Simba. And hey, hyenas, if you stick with me, I will make sure you get all the food you want. I don't deny the song's importance. There's some good xylophone in there, too. Just musically. (laughs) And they show him like playing on bones. And that's the xylophone. Okay, maybe it's not the best song in the movie. Thank you. But it's awesome. So now we cut to Scar and Simba are in the gorge. 
Scar has led Simba there for some big fun surprise. This is when my lower lip starts quivering because oh. I know, oh. I know what's happening here. And the entire time, you know it's coming. It's the stampede scene. This is where Mufasa dies, trying to save Simba. And you know it's coming. You always and hope every single time that he'll pull it out. It looks like he's going to make it. And you're like, yes, he made it. And then, ah, uh, I know And it here's what makes me mad. Watching it, knowing he's going to die. You're like, okay, run with run with him. All right, you're doing good. You're doing good. Don't veer. Don't left. No, why, why are you doing that? No, no. And then. Uh, he is beat up. Yeah. He did it to himself. Like as much as. Well, no, he escaped and he would have survived if Scar hadn't flung him off because he fell. You're wait. We're not talking at the right time, though. I'm talking specifically during the stampede. He runs into with a stampede to get Simba. Uh huh. He grabs Simba and he like throws him into safety. Yeah. But there were so many other options and routes that would have been life-saving for him. But he chose a much more dangerous route that I felt led to his demise. <laughs> that he he chose. He so, would have lived, though, if I know. he had made it up that cliff. Well, I mean, that's the point of the scene is that we get the... The almighty... So even though he got beat up and bruised a little bit, he would have lived. Well, he, he didn't make it up the, the so cliff. So you can't he, say he did it to himself. He needed help. But he put himself into that position where he needed help. Like he needed Scar to pull him up. Brother, pull me up. And of course we get <laughs> Scar's big old claws coming in. Yeah. And he says... Long live the king and throws him down. And you down see him into fall the... slow motion, Ted. So, and here's another gripe I have. Yeah. With this scene. Yeah. That the stamp, this is a wide trough of, I don't know. If if I had a guess, it would be at least 100 feet wide canyon like strip. Long or width, wide? Wide. Okay. At least. Ballpark, See, I think estimate. more like 50 feet. Okay, let's say yeah. it is 50. It's fairly narrow. Uh, it was like wall-to-wall wildebeest. But then, like, the length of the constant running of wildebeest, there had to be at least 100,000, if not more, wildebeest. It was a huge herd. So then we see Mufasa laying lifeless. Simba's crying, he's sad, and Scar comes to rub some salt in the wound. What did you do, Simba? Look you what did you did. This. He would still be alive if not for you. Run away and never come back. Phew. This is where my brain, even as a 36-year-old adult, relaxes. Because I know fun is going to happen at where <laughs> he's going next. He's going to age, and the movie's going to be happy. Like, I'm happy now. I remember this concept being very scary to me as a kid, like telling him to run away and never come back and thinking about that as a little kid watching this movie and thinking, no, he, he can't run away from his family and his friends and be all alone. And I just thought that was a terrible thing for Scar to say yeah. as a little kid. That he, really struck. He kind of got a something. reward, though. He got Timon and Pumbaa, and he learned Akuna Matata, and he learned a lot of life values. Mm. But 
All that to say, obviously goes to this new Oasis yeah. Savannah the area. The hyenas come after him to try and kill him, but then he runs into thorns and they call each other cactus butt and like don't go in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so they they meet Timon and Pumbaa. We get a Kuna Matata. We get, um, they turn him into a like a bug eater. I don't know. That's yeah, what, they that, don't want him eating meat. AKA them. Yeah. <laughs> so they introduce bugs to him and he seems to be doing fine eating grubs. More comic relief side character yeah. duos. Wonderful. Meanwhile, Scar has taken over at Pride Rock and all the lions are kind of horrified and Simba's painting on Rafiki's tree gets smudged. It's just, we always check in with the little drawing. It's like the status of Simba in case we missed something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it shows everyone thinks he's dead. And for us, the viewer who knows he's not, it means he's like lost. Yeah. And alone. His identity has kind of been smeared. Well, or dead. But yes. Um... So then it's like a torture scene over at Pride Rock now. We get Zazu singing uh, No Food at Pride Rock, and time has passed. Simba has aged, and he's become, he went through lion puberty, and he's becoming a lion young man. And um, meanwhile, the, the hyenas, because of their ignorance, and same with Scar, have feasted too much and thrown the ecosystem out of balance. Mm-hmm. And now no one has anything to eat and trees are dying and the, the water. birds have all moved on. Water's dried up. Dead. Yeah. yeah. So as uh, Azu singing, uh, no one knows the trouble I've seen. And coconuts. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no food and it's just a miserable sight at Pride Rock. So Scar has not been a good steward of the lands. Mm-mm. Whereas Mufasa, he understood you can't overhunt. There, there's a, a balance here that we have to observe. We've got to keep the hyenas at bay. All the things to make sure that we have a thriving ecosystem. And Scar, for some reason, he seems like a smart fellow, but he didn't pick up on that. I don't know. I think it might be a moral issue it's not a mental issue with him it's it's a selfishness yeah that that he leads by and it's almost like a broader theme of power and like taking everything that you can versus viewing leadership as stewardship and and making sure everything is thriving and not just yourself i'm a king look what i get first i'm a king and look what i have to do yes yep uh we cut over to timon pumbaa laying on their backs and simba (laughs) looking at all those bugs in the sky Pumbaa thinks the they're stars. big balls of gas billions of miles away. You idiot. No, those you are You think bugs. everything's gas. Ah. <laughs> um, and Simba remembers the talk he had with his father about the stars and the kings looking down on him. The two laugh at him. And he crawls away, flops down. Uh, a bunch of like leaves and whatever blow up from where he flops down. <laughs> so Nala shows up 
Wait, first Rafiki smells oh, like no. he gets some of the leaves that have blown on the wind, and somehow he s- figures out that Simba has touched this leaf. Simba's alive. That's right. And he gives him a mane, and he's very happy. And weird monkey dancing. and Yeah, which, side note, I looked up, how long does it take for a lion to like grow up into a full-grown lion? Because I'm wondering, like, how many years has this been that he's out in the jungle, Hakuna Matata-ing with Timon and Pumbaa? So a lion takes about three years to grow to maturity. Okay. And then it's like four, maybe five years before they're capable and mature enough to challenge a lion at a pride and, like, drive another lion out and take over. And how long until they can sing and dance? And <laughs> <laughs> and then an old lion is like 10 to 15 years. So gotcha. they don't have a very long life, actually. They're, they burn bright in the stars. Um, but I thought that was interesting that they made a distinction between when they're grown physically and when they're able to challenge another lion. Interesting. Yeah, kind of feeds into the story. Anyway. Um, okay, so Nala shows up at the jungle jungle area, the oasis, and she's hunting Pumbaa. <laughs> and then this is where Simba jumps in, saves the lives. People or the two lions roll around, and they're like, "Wait a second, you're and Simba? I'm and no, you're, you're no, yeah. ah. And then they freak out, and that's when Simba learns that. Pride Rock has gone to the birds, has gone to the hyenas, hyenas, (laughs) and um, through some convincing, he gets the, you're my only hope, Um, and... And he's like, no, I'm not going, but then... Rafiki they still, gets in here. Well, they still kind of have a romantic, like, they flirt a little bit. They walk through a romantic waterfall. That's right. Can You Feel the Love Tonight is playing. Great song. Great. Just great song. And then they fight because Simba's like, no, I'm not going back. I'm not that lion anymore. So dramatic. Well, and then Rafiki somehow gets in the picture with... Uh, Simba, and he smacks him with a stick, and he talks in riddles, but he eventually makes sense, and he shows him Mufasa's, Mufasa in the reflection. Mufasa's alive, follow me. (laughs) And it's the reflection, and he says, look harder. And they play the song titled, He Lives in You. Yes. And Simba discovers that he can... His father's always there. His voice is inside his head. And he can either choose to run away or he can choose to go back and fight for the land. Gotcha. Yes. So. That changes his mind. He's motivated. He's ready to move. And he's like, you know what? I'm going back to the uh, Pride Rock. And he brings Timon and Pumbaa with him. (laughs) Well, they, they follow him. But I want to ask, because there's a moment where he's like, it's not my responsibility, not going to do it, and he gets whacked on the head by Rafiki. And they talk about the past still hurting, but it doesn't matter. It's in the past. You can either run away or you can learn from it. 
So I kind of wonder, like, does everybody have this moment as a young person where they get where they get whacked on the head by something and they have to learn that lesson? No, they get shown Lion King on VHS (laughs) during music. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and they learn it much earlier. Um, okay, so they go back. The pride they see the pride lands, which are completely just stripped bare. There's no herds. There's no green anywhere. It's just completely devastated. Um, they decide they need to get past the hyenas and actually get to Pride Rock. So uh, Timon. And Pumbaa are live bait for the hyenas. And this is hilarious because they put Timon has a little hula skirt on and he decides to be the live bait and he has a cute little song and Andrea knows the words. (laughs) 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 What how does it go? (laughs) Um, I don't know the first part, but they go, Are you aching? Yep, 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 for some bacon. Yep, yep, yep. He's a big pig. You can be a big pig, too. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and they're like, ooh, a pig. I'm going to go eat that. I forget even what happens. I think they Simba, run. They yeah. run and whatever. <laughs> and Simba gets by and confronts Scar. And, and so here's where it gets really fast for me because right away, Simba and his mom meet and she's like, whoa. Mufasa, wait, no, Simba, you're alive. And he's like, yep. And then right away, he should have been pronounced king because of the royal, you know, bloodline. And, um, but Scar pulls a Donald Trump and says, no, I am king. Yeah. <laughs> and then the hyenas get involved. And then it's, it really feels like this weird forced thing because. They're obviously going to fight. It's a Simba v. Scar thing, and it has to happen. But what's so weird is lightning just magically hits, and there's fire during this fight. Yeah. And so they run around, and they're fighting, and eventually it's kind of a reversal, and the truth comes out where Scar's dangling from the cliff's edge, and and uh, Simba's like... Uh, trying debating whether or not to kill him and he's like where have i seen? scar like confesses straight up like where Wait, have i seen reverse that though simba's dangling yeah scar's like your father looked just like this oh, that's before right. i killed him simba's like what you killed him gets really mad jumps up there's like a, they fight there's a reversal and now scar's dangling yeah yep that's exactly right. A lot of cats dangling off of edges of yeah, course here. Yeah. And eventually does Simba let go? I don't remember. Um, no, Simba like lets him up. Yeah. And says the same thing, run away, Scar, and That's never right. come back. Like, just leave, dude. I'll I'll let you live if you get out of here. Uh-huh. Scar's already thrown all the hyenas under the bus. He's like, it was the hyena, hyenas that made me do it. It's not my fault. And the hyenas attacked. Well, Simba turns his back, and Scar tries one last-ditch effort to jump for him. And Simba knocks him down, and he falls off of Pride Rock, lands in front of the hyenas, and they attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a good ending for Scar. Not a good but ending. Then at, at Scar's death, it starts raining and all the fire goes away. 
And it's just kind of this like, well, the weather really helped with the drama and the relief here. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it was a little too coincidental. It's a little too coincidental. But yeah. at the time when I was like 10, that was awesome. Hmm. Uh, then we see, uh, I guess in lion years, maybe one lion year. Although I will say it takes time for water and animals to repopulate. Well, if it rains a whole bunch... Then yeah. grass starts growing, the reservoirs fill up, and once there's water, then herds come back. Okay. So, yeah, it wouldn't take too long. Uh, so, Pride Rock returns to its prominent form, mm-hmm. and Simba's now in charge, and the last scene we see son or daughter of Simba being mm-hmm. raised. Fuzzy. Fuzzy. Yeah. Is that the name? <laughs> um. They never gave it a name, so I think there's some commentary where they call it Fuzzy because that's what they just named it during animation. They weren't planning on this movie being success. They weren't planning on any sequels, so they didn't name the baby. They just called it Fuzzy. There you go. Yeah. And (laughs) scene. And scene. That's the Lion King. Lion King, the circle of life. Circle of life. Yep. Lions are born. They grow up. They have more lions. Stick, whack, head. Stick, whack, head. Then you die. Then you die. Yeah. In a stamp, freak stampede accident. Freak stampede, (laughs) gasoline fight accident. (laughs) Uh, I am dying for some. Here are true facts about the Lion Lion King. King. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to go first or should I? I I can throw one out there. Um, unlike the other lions, Scar's claws are always displayed throughout the movie. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. The original version of the film was very different from the final. The plot centered around a battle between the lions and baboons, with Scar being the leader of the baboons. Rafiki was a cheetah, and Timon and Pumbaa were Simba's childhood friends. Really? Simba would also not leave the kingdom, but he became lazy and slovenly due to manipulations from Scar. Uh, so he could overthrow Scar or Simba when he came of age. Yeah. So very different treatment from what they ended up with. I'm glad they made the right choices here because that would have been... Not nearly as impactful to see a lazy lion. Although it reminds me of a fat Thor. That was funny in the Marvel series. <laughs> that, that was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, this is the best-selling home video of all time. More than 55 million copies were sold to date. Uh, the soundtrack, which was your first CD as a child, was the top-selling soundtrack and also, it was like number four on the Billboard charts for albums sold that year. It was so good. So, a lot of other people bought the soundtrack, too. Wow. I have another one here. Uh, Disney was concurrently working on the film Pocahontas when they were working on Lion King. And most people, most of the animators, the AA team, wanted to work on Pocahontas. They're like, Lion King doesn't sound that good. No one's going to want to see it. We want to work on Pocahontas. Wow. So while recording the scene where Simba gets pinned down by Nala, 
Jonathan Taylor Thomas was hit on his back to make it sound like he had just gotten the wind knocked out of him. Wow. Yeah. With his knowledge or just they're beating on this child actor? Method acting, right? Yikes. I don't know. Okay. The Lion King. There was some controversy because there is a 1965 Japanese animation called Kimba the White Lion. This got brought up almost every time. Yeah, I looked this up. It was a a manga, and then they turned it into like an anime series that ran in the 50s and 60s. And then it was kind of brought to the United States. It was this whole big long series where this little white lion like learned to walk upright and was speaking to humans, went to France. Oh, really? So there were parts in this where... They had uh, like a toucan sidekick and like things happened that were kind of similar to what happened in the Lion King, but it doesn't really look like they drew it directly from that. It's more like borrowed assets versus ripped it off. Yeah, it doesn't look like they ripped it off. Even the name, the I think the word Simba means little lion or something and... Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of an honest that it happens to be similar yeah. is what I'm taking away from it. Cool. Uh, hidden Mickey alert. One of the big bugs that Timon pulls out of the knot hole during Hakuna Matata was wearing a Mickey Mouse ears. When Mufasa <laughs> tells Simba about the great kings of the past, if you look at the stars in the wide shot, you can see Mickey Mouse. All right. Um. One more uh, on me. This is the first Disney cartoon to be dubbed in Zulu for its African Ooh. release. Uh, this is the second film in which James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair appear as king and queen and the parents of the protagonists. Can you name the first? Where James Earl Jones is a king and Madge Sinclair is a queen. I'm going to have to say Star Wars. Coming to America. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to see that. I don't think I've actually seen that all the way through. Oh, Jay, we I need know, to watch that. I know. Eddie Murphy. So good. Uh, Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane only saw each other once during production, and that was in a hall. They did their voice acting separately. Hmm. Um, there was a mistake and some like minor anomalies in the animal species that were portrayed in this movie. So, for example, in the first song, Circle of Life, we see leafcutter ants walking across a branch with like zebras below them. Okay. Uh, Those ants are only found in South America. Uh. Also, Timon is a meerkat, and they're usually found in parts of Nambia and South Africa, which is miles from the uh, National Park in Kenya, where they kind of modeled the location after. So, slight, like, liberties with the animals they put in this movie. Yeah. Elton John and Tim Rice were a little shocked when they saw that the producers originally intended to have their... Eventual Oscar-winning love ballad, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, as a duet between Timon and Pumbaa. 
They're wow. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I sure I'm sure they just weren't shocked. I'm sure they were a little bit more. We've got a birthday alert. Today? No. Jeremy Irons and Ernie Sabella. Jeremy Irons played Scar. Ernie played Pumbaa. Share a birthday. Oh. And I share that birthday with them. September 19th? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I knew it was a little Lion Kingy that day. I don't know why. <laughs> and my dad. My dad's also there. Um, Scriptwriters envisioned Sean Connery as the voice of Mufasa. Huh. Sean Connery. <laughs> All right. I got. Snowman. <laughs> I got one more for you. Okay. All right. Uh, the main location for the film, including Pride Rock and the Gorge, are modeled after Hell's Gate National Park in Kenya. In Kenya. 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 <laughs> oh, those are some good facts. Those are some great darling. facts. Yeah. Dare we move on? Let's do it. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Moral number one. And the moral of today's story is... I have several. If you are a leader, you are a steward, not uh, like all powerful, take everything. I wonder if there's a better way to say that. I get it, though. It's it's not like you won the lottery when you're yeah. the king. It's, it's not some great reward and then you can just sit back and like shovel cake in your mouth or whatever. It's a huge responsibility to make sure that you can continue being a leader and everything around you is healthy. See, I really think Scar would have almost thrived in the atmosphere of Timon and Pumbaa and Simba just hanging out, eating bugs, <laughs> living in luxury. You think so? You think he wanted the luxury or you think he liked the power? I think he wanted the luxury because if you look at his character, he was just very relaxed. He didn't even care until... You know, everybody's making fun of him. Like, I think he liked the idea of power, but once he actually got it, he wasn't any happier. Yeah. Yeah. Which is back to my original point. I think he would have been much happier <laughs> with Timon and Pumbaa. Here's my other one. There is a point where you go from being a child to being an adult. That does not necessarily correspond with your physical changes in your body. It corresponds with whenever you get that whap on the head with the stick and respond to it. Very good point. I agree. What about you? Any morals? You know, um, I mean, checks and balances, I think, is an important one. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway, in my opinion, of this, is checks and balances. You know, even if one animal dies, that means there's another one coming around the corner. Or, you know, got to keep the ecosystem, or you can't hunt over hunt. You know, just, it is a lot of checks and balances. And I think that's important because there's a lot of kids that don't understand that concept. And I think that's a good uh disney did a good thing by kind of talking about yeah that. so is this kind of a morality tale among other things about global warming i don't know that that was the intent but i could see that and and honestly this was almost a little bit on the preachy side for for disney there was a lot of 
there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of drama. There's a <laughs> lot of, you know, lying. There's a lot of pride and there i mean there's a lot of issues going on in yeah this. and one fact sorry that we didn't talk about was it's rumored to have been based on hamlet i think primarily because the uncle kills the dad and then the son has to avenge uh but the writers say that wasn't their sole source they also like considered the stories of moses and joseph and the bible where uh, a young man leaves their homeland in disgrace, grows up, and then comes back to save their people. Very cool. Uh, so it's kind of drawing from a lot of different cultural ideas there. Huh. I like it. Good work on Disney. Well, friends, family countrymen, we have made it to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening very exciting because my lion king jay's one of jay's favorite movies Uh is next really a goofy movie oh she says disappointingly (laughs) (laughs) i thought pocahontas was next no sorry (laughs) all right everyone have a great week we'll be talking at you soon have a good one bye bye